0: Let me get in
1: here. Give me a little something in into there. the mic. Prefer, Is it the reebok or the Nike? I prefer to listen to Jeep Trick. I've I've heard Nike in two separate songs. No Shelter by Rage Against the Machine. It says in Rainbow Two he had a dope pair of Nikes on. to give me shelter. Oh, okay. And then uh Yankee and the Brave.
0: Yeah, they you do used to say Nike. For the
1: Nikes, you do not just get to die.
0: Yeah, I remember that.
1: <clears throat> but I didn't realize Nike was was street talk. <laughs> that's how they talk in the hood. That's how they talk in the street. Oh, you mean uh, Nike? The Greek god of speed, or whatever the fuck he was the god of.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: I'll tell you what I you the real god of speed was
0: Scarface. <laughs> I always refer to the Back to the Future Three thing when he goes into the uh, the bar the first time. And they go, look at them strange moccasins you got on, boy. It says Nick K. Was that some kind of engine talk? Like, <laughs> um, and he goes, Mallory. And then he <laughs> and still my favorite line though in the Back to the Future series—is when he goes, "You ready to fight or you yellow? And everybody looks at Marty McFly, and he just goes, "He's an asshole." Because like <laughs> they spent three movies with him not saying because. They did the chicken thing in every movie. Yeah. And every time everyone looks at him, he doesn't say anything. And he finally says what we've all thought is that Biff
1: is just a jerk. (laughs) With a capital J. J. Okay. Ready? I think think it's as ready as we're going to be. Cool. Considering what we just witnessed.
0: It is the Nico and Chris Bears post-game wrap-up
1: podcast show featuring Nico and Chris. I'm Nico. And I'm Chris. And your Chicago Bears fall to the NFL team of all time, the New Orleans Saints, by a final score of 24-17. to 17. Nico, where do we begin? Turnover town. Five total. Two coming off the hands of Tyson Baygent. Uh He had a fumble. And then two were recovered by the defense. DJ Moore got a ball punched out of his hands.
0: Fayless Jones, right? Didn't he lose one? Uh that they actually ruled an incomplete. That's right, they ruled that incomplete. Um well first where we can start is to follow us at NNC Bearscast on the socials. Yes. Twitter and on Instagram. And listen to us where you can find podcasts. Search for Nico and Chris. We're always the top one. Tell your friends. Turns out there are no other Have your spouse put it on on mute later, just give us those five star reviews, please. Right. Especially after you get topped off at B dubs. It <laughs> turns <laughs> out. There are no two friends named Nico and Chris that hang out together and do a podcast, so we're number one. That's it. That's it. You can't say like, oh, I looked, but I couldn't
1: find it. Bullshit. I'm calling you out now, but back to the game. Plus, our market share is 100%, so why don't you get with the leaders now? Yeah, exactly. Stick with what's cool. Don't worry about your friends. Friends come and go. Yeah, they don't exist. You don't have any. This podcast. If you had friends, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. Or you totally would. And then you tell your friends. You know what? Maybe you're not our friend. Okay. That's right. Get these numbers up. Okay. I want to have twenty six listeners by the time this show is over. You got it, Andrew? You work in a fucking hotel. Make business cards and leave them in the rooms. That's actually a great idea. <laughs> we should totally subliminally mess. And you people, pay for that. And you pay for it.
0: We won't reimburse you. Don't send me receipts. We will not reimburse. You. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not paying for any of that. If you visit, we will buy you
1: White Castle.
0: <laughs> He'd love it. I don't And uh, he'd bring his green chili sauce, which is good, you know. And then we'd. Uh, but we
1: have ketchup here, just for the record. We,
0: we'd stack shits, you know what I mean? Yes. Anyways, back to the game. 24 <laughs> 17, um, the score. If you look at the stats, it's surprising the Saints did nothing with the turnovers that were gifted to them most of the game. Um, but in the first quarter and a half, the Bears' game plan worked. And then what happened? Well, you see, what happened was the Saints are a veteran team. And they know how to adjust. And the Bears don't have anything like that. They don't have enough talent to adjust, to readjust at least. And the Saints said, okay, this kid's kind of stretching the field a bit. He's making some stuff happen with Komet. We're just going to make him dink and dunk the whole game, which is what they did in the second half, and it's what it looked like. And when he needed to stretch the field, that's where all the interceptions came in when they made him try to make a decision like any any NFL quarterback has to do he struggled like any young rookie would okay but the fact of the matter is is that right now is that this team kind of has has kind of had a hard on for this guy for the last 12 quarters of football you know what i mean Tyson Bajan, Tyson Orton I'm sorry
1: whichever Tyson Haney. Today
0: was probably the worst game of his of his short career so far. But the fact of the matter is, is that Tyson, the Saints Clawson, and the Bears. Should bear- keep doing this? No, keep going. I don't, I don't care. Tyson Tebow. I don't give a shit.
1: <laughs> um, Tyson. Uh, we'll was- come back to that. Sp- speaking of Tebow, you know, while we're turning it up, we'll do it now. It was late in the second quarter when I knew this game was absolutely fucking doomed. Because one of the announcers mentioned they hung out with Tyson Bajant Friday and they spoke with him at dinner. Okay. And he said when he's out on the field, he doesn't get flustered, he doesn't feel nerves, because football is not the most important thing in his life. He said faith was number one, then family, then football. And in my head, and then later when I expressed it out loud after I formulated those thoughts in my head into words, we got another fucking Cody Parkey on our hands. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I guess the Lord didn't want him to win the game for the Bears today, Dig, you? you know. Cody Parkey's a Calvinist, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so he goes, I guess the good Lord didn't want me to hit that uh, field goal today, uh, I, which is something I think we've brought up before. But the fact of the matter uh, is is that I get the faith thing, you know, faith, 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 whatever. But the fact of the matter is, is that you're on the field, you need to make plays. And the thing is, Tyson Bajan can't make plays because, A, this team's not good enough.
1: Let me, let Again. me uh, give you some coach speak here. There's no God between the uprights, son. <laughs> no atheist in a foxhole. <laughs> Learn that one on uh, Any
0: Given Sunday, the Oliver Stone film. Which isn't a bad movie, it's just three and a half hours. Back and to the left. Got Elizabeth Berkeley Back and to Is Elizabeth Berkeley in Any Given Sunday? I know Cameron Diaz is.
1: She's not major in Any Given Sunday, but she is in it. I saw Elizabeth Hurley on uh, Instagram the other day. Yep. Yeah, She's a nice lady. She's a nice woman. <laughs> Elizabeth Hurley, I know you're listening. Hi. Hi. Big shout. Hello. Big shout we would Nico, love Chris. your
0: Bears thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Please come on the show. <laughs> Search for Nico and Chris and then, you know, get a hold of us.
1: Yes. Well, uh, Instagram. And if you're still hashtag. cool with
0: Hugh Grant, I do. I am a Hugh Grant fan. So bring him on. You know, he'd be like, oh, well, I'm just so charmingly befuddled. I've never watched football
1: before. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. bother. Oh, bother. Oh, I've been he's, chuffed. He's, he's waiting so you're telling
0: me him. these men just run into each other with all these... <laughs> This equipment on, it's crazy. <laughs> <What's that> even- <laughs> Oi, bruv. You're called back throwing an isn't it? They're gonna sweep his chimney. <laughs> he gonna get topped off after his swimney cheap <laughs> swimney cheap chimney sweep. Good lord. They won't be taking
1: him to B dubs, that's for true.
0: Um so let me get where I'm going to, because this is I'm gonna take over this, and I apologize to Chris in advance.
1: That actually gives me time to sip on this delicious beer. You should. Which I'm going to do. It's the Oktoberfest, right? Oh yeah. Um, please, please watch this that segment of Nico's about to go off on a tear is brought to you by Sam Adams Oktoberfest.
0: Please watch that SNL that SNL commercial with Bill Burr doing the Oktoberfest the pumpkin, the pumpkin thing. The pumpkin, thing. Yeah. the pumpkin beer. It's like this is the shit you give your friends when they come over cuz you don't want to drink it. It's <laughs> one of the funniest things. You got anything to drink in the house? Yeah, I
1: got some of this pumpkin shit. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, the Tyson Corn ba- Flakes. Go back and get the welfare bag.
0: <laughs> um, the Tyson bajan thing isn't a thing. It's a Bears thing, and we're back to where we we should have we should have never let this conversation go to, and that is the structure and the build of this team. Earlier this week, uh, last week, um, on Tuesday, the Bears. Well, first things first, is that late Monday night, Jalen Johnson's like, oh, they're not going to give me the contract I want, which I don't know what kind of contract. The, the rumors are that Jalen Johnson wants to get paid like a number one cornerback.
1: Uh, one for money. Twenty, It's like $20 million a year. pay you in food and lodging right it's now. It's true.
0: So. Um, so Jalen Johnson requests a trade, and the Bears give him permission to trade. And then on Tuesday morning, around ten eleven o'clock, the Bears trade a second-round pick for Montez Sweat from the Washington Commanders. Now, granted, this team needs defensive line help. But you know when they could have used all this work to get more defensive line help? In the nine months they had to put that together? Right. In the time, in all that off-season time, and all that time that they spent talking about how they had so much payroll flexibility... How they had all this stuff, they didn't get a defensive lineman. They didn't. The one guy they could have drafted who was a for sure fire guy, Jalen Carter, they didn't like because of his character issues. At the same time, the two guys they do draft, Jervon Dexter and Zach Pickens, who I will say, watching you know on Twitter, the guys I follow who are film guys say that every week these guys make a play or two. They're not making impact. You have to consistently make impact. Yes, they're learning, but they're both project defensive linemen. Okay, and on top of all of that, when you realize your defensive line was in trouble, you had to pay $10 million to get Yannick Agakwe a month before the season started. And the first couple weeks, he had a couple good plays, but since then, he's been really quiet. So now you trade for Montez Sweat and give him $90 million. And the thing that really blows my mind is that you've built this team incredibly out of order. Ryan Poles can only answer to to so many people, but the fact is, why is he building this team this way? Why is he all of a sudden desperately pulling for a Montez Sweat? He didn't need him for nine months. Was this defense that good in his brain? Or eight weeks, apparently. Yeah, or now eight weeks because now we're in week nine. Was the defense that good in his mind? Was this coach
1: the one that was going to turn things around? Because I think. <laughs> this defense that went into the locker room 38 to nothing against Kansas City. Yeah. Top tier shit right there.
0: Oh, and that's the thing the defense is antiquated, it's old, it just doesn't work anymore. And there's too many injuries, and there's not enough impact players. And then on top of all of it, the guys who you do keep on the field, like Valis Jones Jr., continually fail you over and over, and you refuse to pull them off the roster. What is your proof that you can build this team, Ryan Bowles? And I know you're not listening to this. know he's listening.
1: But the fact is,
0: uh, where you, is You don't your... think
1: Ryan Poles is listening to the number one Nico and Chris hosted Bears podcast in the world. Not just America, ladies and gentlemen, the world. There's a lot of hubris
0: built into this roster because he, right now, holds all the cards on team building. And if he's trying to do it to save his own ass, well, then he's not going to last much longer because right now... Kevin Warren is not working on stadium stuff because the Bears have not put their name into any legislation to get state or any kind of federal-funded money to build a stadium. So Kevin Warren's probably looking at the team right now. And the Bears had to fire a coach again last week for alleged misconduct. So what's happening at Hallis Hall? Why is this general manager building this team so in and out? Why is this coach still... Employed? Why does Valus Jones Jr. still have a job? Why are we pumping? At the
1: same time, how many fucking times is this team going to have to clean house? I feel like this is the fourth or fifth time since we started doing this show seven years ago. This this would be the third time.
0: This would be the third time. And technically, it's actually not the third time. It's only the third. It would be technically the fourth coaching change because we went through Fox, Nagy. Averfluuse and now who if they do get another. Yeah. No, and I understand that's an issue. You cannot you don't build continuity by turning over consistent constantly, right?
1: And that's only because the show didn't start in the Tressman
0: era. But they gave Pay seven years and he got one winning season. One. Not eight and eight. Eight and eight doesn't
1: count. <clears throat> he got one season over eight wins. One. But I mean, that's been the mantra, the mentality with this team. Like they've made the playoffs on an eight and eight before, and they're like, "Oh, playoffs aren't good enough for you people." I mean, absolutely George, not. When they
0: lost to the Saints in the playoffs, three, four years. God, it has been three seasons now. Three seasons ago, four seasons ago, however long it was, it feels like a lifetime. It's truly. been no, it's been eight. I mean, we're coming up on five years since the twelve and fours. Five five calendar years. Correct you know, since the 12 and four season, Um, George said after they lost that game and everybody was wondering what was going to happen to Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy, George said to the press that Ryan Pace was still learning on the job. Six and a half years into being the general manager, he's still learning on the job. That just grossly shows. Uh, I also want to stop this real quick. The Texans just won. their are four and four. Their rookie quarterback CJ Stroud threw for almost 500 yards today.
1: 470 yards and five touchdowns. Can rookie I rookie records both?
0: Can I ask you a question? I mean, not you, but I'm just saying. I just want to ask a question. We've seen Justin Fields throw for four touchdowns, and we've also seen this coaching staff decide not to run plays for him that work. What is the issue with putting together a quarterback with a coach, a coaching staff that works together hand in hand because I don't think and this is where I will agree with you, cleaning house again. I don't think the Bears have the mentality to get the right guy to get a quarterback and they still wouldn't run the, the right offense for him. You know what I mean? No, I still I, believe they would hire a coach would be like, "No, you have to fit here and that's it. You can't be who you are."
1: As I mean does it start with Ryan Poles? Do you think? Uh, I mean, because it really seems like he just wants his guys.
0: The thing is, is the few players that he has hit on Darnell Wright, um, which Tyler the jury's Gore, still
1: out. To be honest,
0: are, I I mean he's he had one penalty today. Larry Boren, not Larry Boren, Braxton Jones, who just came off the IR. Had two holding calls again back to back. He hasn't played since
1: September. Uh, it was a holding call they didn't accept, and then a false start. Okay, because uh, there were two holding right. calls there on the two play. Two holding it, calls the, on the play. They technically they accepted the one against Patrick, but yeah. there were two holds on the play. He hasn't played in five weeks. He plays like he doesn't know how to play football.
0: <laughs> Darnell Wright has played really well, I will say, and uh, yeah, the jury will always be out. But then you look at the other guy, and you look at some of the other guys. Gordon's played well when he's had a chance. Brisker, when he's on the field, plays decent enough. But then you look at the failures. You look at Valus Jones. He just he continually messes up. Roshan Johnson has not been on the field long enough. Javon Dexter and Zach Pickens, nice picks, but
1: they're not impactful enough. And I know a lot of Bears fans don't want to hear this, but for all the good Jack Sanborn did today... He, was he had just, a couple of key plays that he missed that led to points. Mm-hmm, he did again. Now, brass tacks, you're not going to win a game with five turnovers. It's not going to happen. And the Bears had that, and they almost had six thanks to Velas Jones Jr., who can't. Right. He's, he's allergic to the ball. I, I just don't think he can be on the field anymore.
0: I think you've seen enough. You cannot justify his existence on this roster anymore. I just, and I think that's the problem. That's where we're going. We're laying in right now is that Ryan Poles drafted Valus Jones. He's not going to let him go.
1: And it's Similar easy. to how the McCaskies hired Matt Abrafluz, so they're hesitant to let him go. Right. But we are looking at back-to-back losses in a 2-7 and seven football team right now. When does it end?
0: Like I said, if you look at the Saints and you look at the Bears, they're kind of evenly matched except for the veteran presence. That's about it. I mean, and really, Derek Carr. Played just for the first half, Derek Carr played just as good as Tyson Bajan. I thought,
1: which is not saying it's much not saying a lot. for an undrafted rookie in his third NFL start. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not. Well, I've
0: never been sold on Derek Carr anyway, so it's just no, but I just think like you're, you're only c- saying that because he's not good. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm not saying that Fields is the guy, I'm not saying that, but you've got this is game nine, we've got eight games to go that's it you got to put fields back in stardom and see what you have and if you go four and four then maybe you keep polls and get rid of Iberflus but the fact is I just don't think this coaching staff can be the coaches next year I just don't I really don't I don't know if you can justify keeping polls I don't know if Kevin Warren has the power to go to George Vitaski and say like I can't work with any of these people anymore let me bring in my own staff maybe you do maybe you do I just don't see because next year what's the move? If you get rid of if you if you don't get rid of anybody, I think it looks just as bad as the season they didn't fire Nagy and then they traded and they traded up and got Justin Fields because what happens? Nagy doesn't last. You get a new coach and a new coaching staff who either does who either says they want Justin Fields or really doesn't. Right? And right now, it doesn't look like this coaching staff really puts forth all the effort to give Justin Fields the best he can be to succeed. At the same time, are you going to fire a coach and hire yet a third head coach and a third coaching staff to work with Justin Fields? Or do you hire Ryan, do you keep Ryan Poles and have him hire a new coach to get a new quarterback to this and that? There's a lot of options, obviously, that factor. But the fact of the matter remains that Ryan Poles has a lot to fucking answer for. He really does. His team is I'm not saying they're I'm not trying to say they're an embarrassment. You just don't know where they're you just don't know what he's doing. And, and if this is his way of saving his job, then we're already gonna fall starting or falling into Ryan Pace habits of overspending where you didn't where you didn't spend in the first place. Right. Like, I mean look And
1: also giving up capital you really didn't need to give up. To try to win right now on a season where you know nothing's going to happen,
0: you're not going to the playoffs. Why do we need Montez Sweat? Montez Sweat is a fine talent. I have nothing against him being on the Bears. It's great. Why the hell did we have to trade for him in a season they were two and six on Tuesday? Were they just expecting that quick ten game? Uh, uh, what would it be? They have to win nine wins to get to eleven. Like it's just not going to happen, right? <laughs> you know. You know who you're throwing to. You're throwing a D, and Darnell Mooney had the game of his life, and they took Darnell Mooney
1: out of the first after the first half. We didn't hear his name in the second half at all. No, did you? And you know how bad it is to say he had the game of his life. Five receptions for 82 yards.
0: Yeah, I don't mean it like that, but I mean he had the game of his but he, season. He was on a roll yeah, this season. And then it's like, yeah, let's just not do this anymore. Or they just took him away, and the Bears never adjusted. And the Bears never went, you know what? I think they're going to go to Mooney a lot. You know who we should start throwing to? DJ Moore a lot more. And I don't think they threw to Moore more than a couple times. He's your best receiver. That's what I don't get about this offense either. They don't feed DJ Moore
1: the ball enough. He had that one get punched out, and they just ignored him after that. Deontay Foreman, who had an amazing game today, had a couple rounds that. Yeah. But. He had two runs that didn't go for positive yardage. They just stopped doing the run entirely.
0: I know. And then he did And then he did get a couple good yards. Remember that one? He had that good long run. They called it back. And then it was like third and something or second and 16. He just did it again. And he did it again. He got the first down. And then it's like, oh, okay, well, let's give him the ball. And he gets stuffed. And then he tried to throw it. <clears throat> the, the, the coaching doesn't work. It just doesn't granted this is a rebuilding team I understand that we're two years in we're seeing the same issues now with a different quarterback that we did last year with the quarterback who we thought the potential and the stock would rise the difference is I think there's things that Justin Fields can do better than Tyson Bajant that elevate his gameplay yes Tyson Bagent is quicker on his throws he makes faster decisions I love all that great awesome But then you get to the fourth quarter where he's trying to run away from pressure, and he gets wrapped up, and he tries to throw the ball away instead of curling it up and just taking the sack. Now, granted, he threw it in the open field, so it didn't hurt anything. But if there was a defender there who could take the ball, how do you explain that?
1: And boy, howdy did they later on.
0: Right. But how do you explain it? Where's your explanation of well he makes better decisions he's a he's a faster decision maker I won't say better they say he's, he's quick on he knows the he knows the playbook you know that's what they said too oh he really knows the playbook great you know who else knows playbooks lots of backups because that's their fucking job <laughs> Chase Daniel who used to play for the Bears if you remember he knew the playbook the Matt Nagy playbook back to front. And knew how to explain it, and this and that, and even his and even his ass knew that the playbook sucked. You know what I mean? Nick Foles, this just got brought up the other day. Remember the Cleveland game where Justin got obliterated, mm-hmm. and remember Nick Foles on the sidelines? It's yep. not working.
1: Miles Garrett lit him up for five sacks, I think,
0: on his own. Yeah, five, nine sacks total in the game. Yeah, yep. five. I think Jadavie and Clowney had two and a half, like. And what did Nick Foles say on the sideline? It's not working. And this offense, this coaching staff, it's not working. We've seen enough. This is game nine. This is game twenty-six. They've won five games in 26 tries. And they had, and they and they looked. And they looked okay, but again,
1: they don't finish. They They look good for a half.
0: They look good for one half. The second
1: half was abysmal. Every play in the fourth quarter was in Bears territory.
0: Because the Saints went, okay, well, we'll just do this, and we'll take out that, and we'll do that, and then we can stop them, and the Bears are like, "Uh, no, no, we'll just keep doing this. Like, Luke Getzey, like I argued last week, Luke Getzey coached with Aaron Rodgers who was already an MVP when he got his job with the Green Bay Packers who already won a Super Bowl when he got to the Green Bay Packers do you understand it's not like he was there and he taught Aaron how to throw a touchdown in the end zone he was a finished product and the only chance he ever got to call plays was one year in college and he went right back to be the QB coach for the Packers That's it. That tells you all you need to know about Luke Getze and how good of a play caller he is. He's not.
1: And it's over. So it, it really feels like his situational awareness is nothing. Just And for two
0: games, and great point on situational awareness, two games, Justin Fields has eight touchdowns and one interception. The Bears go one and one. And what does he do the very next game, ten days later? He goes right back to the bullshit that he wants to call because now all of a sudden teams will know that it's coming. Teams will know what plays are going to call. Well, yeah, okay, but it's your job to put your quarterback in the best position possible, and you already know he struggles with the way you call games. But why does it have to be so scheme def- uh, scheme reliant? Not deficient scheme reliant. It's just there's just too much of there's no growth. There's no development, and I don't just mean for fields. I mean for lots of people. There's no development. Last year, they drafted this kid, Dominique Robinson, who was, I believe, a, I think he was a quarterback turned into a defensive end, and they were supposed to develop him. That was one of the reasons why they didn't get any defensive line help. Have you heard Dominique Robinson's name all season? Did you even know he was on the Bears
1: this you're, you're talking uh, Japanese to me right now. I really...
0: I am going to tell you <clears throat> what a failure, again, this franchise has made with the hires that they've made. I hate to be this guy, but 26 games is, I think, 10 games too much. Last year, we accepted the tanking because we thought this would help rebuild the team and it would help put the team in a more competitive balance, a competitive uh, Setting to where they would become better. But that Packers game showed you all you needed to know about this coaching staff and how this team was built. And they're bottom feeders again.
1: If you would have asked anybody in the offseason, they would have said this team would have been competitive with the Lions in this division. Right. In Chicago. I, mean, I even the, said... The nation was not fooled. There. I even... Well, don't go too far. Sold on
0: fields, yes. But there's a lot of people thinking this is going to be an amazing mm, spot. Maybe not amazing, but I think there's a lot of people who thought there would be a definite turnaround. It's the NFL. It's built so you can do that.
1: I, the NFL did kind of want to sell that story, the worst of first. I mean, it's been played before. And because a lot of, the, of teams have done it, including the Bears. You know, the, the good draft capital, the smart offseason moves in relation to that. But then, like you then. said they just stopped. Right, it just sooner or later it you know the rubber
0: meets the road. And they didn't spend where they didn't upgrade the offense. They get Darnell right. Okay, nice move. But they knew their centers they knew their center situation sucked, but I guess since they paid Lucas Patrick money, they just had to keep him. Instead of drafting or getting a new center. They got rid of Sam Mustafer cuz they didn't like him. Sam Mustapher has played two games, three games with the Ravens, and is graded out as one of the best centers of the week for two weeks.
1: Sam Mustapher was trash for the Bears. Literal trash. The Ravens, uh, the the network cut away from the Ravens game today because they were so far in the lead, it was pointless to continue. But there's my point, though, is that the Ravens are
0: so good at developing the, the talent that they draft, and yeah, they don't give up on coaches left and right, but they also don't hire these moron coaches who go, "It's principal. Oh, we win by running the ball. Rex is our quarterback. You know, it's scheme.
1: It's not player. It's scheme. It's scheme." Matt Nagy. You know, right, they keep we, we hiring, keep beating this dead horse. They hire these people that are going to look good as the face of the franchise. Right. That don't necessarily have a good football mind. it's, it's starting all over again. It's yeah, we're back at square one. Iberflus will say what the Bears organization wants him to say when he's on the microphone. He said last week. Football knowledge be damned. He said
0: last week they just had to get back to fundamentals because they missed so many tackles. It's like, no, dude. it just It's not working. You're not a good coach. It's fine. And it's fine. Don't go up there and say, like, well, it's because of me we lost. I get it. you got to spin it some
1: way. I want real football coaches here, please. I would actually I- respect him taking the hate. <laughs> if he went up to that podium and said, "Listen, I coached a terrible fucking game," he
0: should have said that after the Packers game,
1: and the, the
0: Bucks game, and the Chiefs game. <laughs> a lot and of these games. the Broncos game. The Broncos
1: lost, and the Vikings lost. Saints game. The Saints game. Yeah. No, he he has a lot. There's there's a lot in the be- Washington game. They almost lost control of. Really, the, yeah, the only did. solid start to finish performance this team has had is against the team that just fired his head coach. And, and general manager. manager, and that's the Jinx, pinch poke you, i
0: Thank you for bringing that point back up. Josh McDaniels just got fired last week after Monday Night Football. After game- and
1: if, if you don't think that had something to do with losing to the fucking Bears, I got news for you. It did.
0: <clears throat> you want to hear this? This is a great stat. Josh McDaniels is the only coach in NFL history to coach two different teams and never finish the second season with either of them. <laughs> As the head coach, <laughs> that just goes to show you. That just, but it just goes to show where it's not just the Bears. It's not. It's an NFL-wide thing. There's not many teams that are really good at this, and the Bears keep proving to you over and over again that they're just not the right people. Now I'm hoping, and there I go hoping again. I I I, I hope Kevin Warren has enough NFL gravitas where he can bring in a coach to do some you know if he were to bring in a new head coach he could at least find someone who could do some good work around here but we don't know until we'll see it we don't know if they'll fire Matt Eberflus. I have no idea they will not fire Matt Eberflus. And not now I'm talking about the end of season I'm talking about game 17 because like I said last week's episode this is now November 5th you better start compiling your head coach list now. And at the top of mine, I still got B enemy. B enemy. That's I still got Brock I still got Bruce Arians. I don't know if Bruce Aarons even wants to coach anymore. Probably but not. I got Bruce Arians at the top of my fucking
1: head coach list. You better believe it. That's another thing that bears discussion though. Uh there really is anybody who is worth having this head fucking already has a job.
0: No, no, for sure. And knowing this freaking ownership, you know, Ron Rivera's going to get fired. And they're like, well, we like Ron. He used to play for us. Like, you know what I mean? The sentimental hiring.
1: Like the Cubs did with Grandpa Rossi? Yeah. saw that worked out.
0: Yeah. Or the White Sox did with Jerry Reinsdorf hiring Tony La Russa. Yep. Like, it doesn't work, guys. You have to hire people who you can be a little. I, I'll give Sean McVay credit on this. The first couple years with the Rams, they did well. They went to the Super Bowl. They lost. What have you. And he went, you know what? I need to re-up this coaching staff and re-filter everybody because we're a little too comfortable now. Because even he said, I need people that will challenge me on stuff. I need people that don't mind me challenging them on the things that they're doing. Because that's the only way you become better at what you do. You know, I'm not saying you gotta chess somebody, but you gotta go, well, you know, what if we did it like this? Or
1: what if we worked it the- okay, let's try it out. When you, right. get, when you put the shoe on the Chicago Bears' foot, though, that stinky, stinky foot that we have, you have a head coach without a defensive coordinator due to some conduct that we still don't know fucking anything we about. We never will, yeah. Just conduct. Yeah. Un- unbecoming of a defensive coordinator. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it sounds like he's a dirty sex pervert. Could be. And the thing is, he's like Iberflus' best friend. Same with the running backs coach. But... Iberflus and Getze are just kind of two guys running a rudderless ship right now pretty much and the problem is that they have carte blanche to call the plays the way they want them to be called and they're not working and they're just like two guys who don't know how to improve it yeah yeah no no, no for sure it's a it's a it, it was a coaching staff already
0: full of guys who were just buddy buddy with each other who seemed to just know each other and get along i mean even Eberflus made it seem like you know it was a pretty tight coaches room um Again, it's just – it's not – these aren't the people you want
1: – Basically what I'm saying, it's the reverse of what you just said. These guys are not challenging each other to become better coaches. And to Because be- they're friends. They don't want to piss each other off. Right. And it just – it's just not – it's not that – I'm not of saying a- friends can't challenge each other or argue No, about no, things, for sure. That's not how this relationship is with these guys, and it's abundantly clear.
0: No, and that's the thing, and it's just, you know, the offense doesn't work, the defense is old, and, you know, you still have Velas Jones on this roster, and you keep putting him out there thinking something's going to happen. And when you keep putting this defense out there with the deficiencies it has, it fails, you know. And Velas Jones is pretty much a good, you know, a good analogy as to why this team and franchise has so many bad issues because they keep making the same mistakes over and over again, and we keep putting our hands in our faces or throwing our heads up in the air Going, what's going on? Why does this keep happening? Why can't we just look competent? I mean, just look like a team that knows its best attributes, knows what it's good at, and it just it, they just can't do it. It's just impossible. They keep getting in their own way, and like you said, you know, the Bears probably like you know the ownership really likes Matt Eberfuss because he's just a nice guy, you know. And I'm not saying you have to be Ditka or Bill Parcells and chew the top off somebody's head. But what you need to be is someone who's willing to go out there and do the right things that benefit the team the best. Not stick with what you what you're comfortable with. When Iberflus came here, we're going to run the four three cover two scheme, like the old Tampa two scheme. But why? It's an old system. You can run a four three base if you want, but why does it have to be that particular system? You know, can it be? Can't you bring in someone who's really good at this kind of stuff? Like, and that's the thing. It's also fixation on schemes. It's fixation on, like you said, if said before, optics, how it looks, how it's presented. It's just these are the things that Bears are always going to be stuck in. They're just going to be stuck into the things that they're comfortable with. You know, And that's why we keep running into these
1: issues as fans. And if they were going to get into this kind of a rut, instead of trying to change what they were comfortable with last season with Justin Fields, who almost broke the single-season rushing record for a quarterback. Do more design run plays. Why are they trying to turn him into this bizarre pocket passer, which eventually got him hurt?
0: Do more rollouts like they did for Tyson Bajan, like they've done for the last three weeks. Right, give him more quick throws. I mean... If you know that that's the issue thing on quick throws, well then start making plays to, for, to force him to make more quick throws but you don't want to develop them that way. Okay, well then fine. Then guess what, man, you don't have a job anymore. That's what you should be threatened with. And I don't get the hubris of these coaches who just, and and the GM too. And you know, and it goes back to Matt Nagy too. The hubris of these coaches who just believe that because I put it together, only it can work this way. And it just,
1: you're running into your own failure on purpose, right? The the personnel you have for the scheme you put together is the exact opposite of what you need. That's the thing. You know what
0: makes him work best, and if you can't, and if you're so smart at being an offensive play caller, and you can't figure a playbook out with this, well, then you don't deserve to be on the team anymore. You don't deserve to run the offense, you and
1: that's. I'm of the opinion that the roster they have right now is built more for speed. That's why when Tyson Bajan is right. successful, it's because he's getting these balls out fast. Not far, but fast. Because if he throws anything over 15 yards, he gets picked. We saw that today. Right. I mean, they, he had the few plays and where one run he, plays are fast by design. If you're going to pitch to Deontay Foreman on the corner or let him run up the gut, that play develops on its own. Right. Work with that. Keep it simple.
0: And I, and I don't understand. Like We hear all these things they keep saying about like the way they, they have Tyson Bajin playing, and it's like, yeah, dude, that's the way Fields should be playing. I'm not saying that. You know, And I'm sure a lot of people say, like, well, why should he be playing like that? Well, look at Fields' predicament. He gets drafted 11th overall to a team that doesn't want to play him. And in fact, their head of pro scouting or drafts or college scouting said the plan was for Fields to sit the entire season his rookie year.
1: And watch fucking Andy Dalton. But because Matt Nagy had
0: a stick up his butt about Nick Foles... And they couldn't trade him away because no one wanted Nick Foles. Justin becomes the number two quarterback behind Andy Dalton, like you said. But does Matt Nagy let him run any plays with the first team? No, not at all. And in fact, he kind of was just okay with that being the thing. So when he does play Cleveland, because Andy Dalton is injured, he looks terrible. And Matt Nagy refuses to change the offense to help the kid out. Okay, so then he goes through that whole season. He struggles, 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 and everyone wonders if he's good enough. Then the next year comes in. He has a brand-new head coach and a brand-new offensive coordinator. He's learning a new offense on top of a team going to be torn down for draft picks and for rebuilding. So there's only so much he can do. And at one point last year... Plus, they run, they got him zero protection. So, zero, they, they spent no money on offense at all. And that's a great point. I'm glad the people that they did bring in on offense were who? Equinemia St. Brown and Byron Pringle. And they traded for Nikhil Harry. These are cast offs. And you then later him, on,
1: Chase Claypool.
0: And then you trade again another cast off. You trade and you sign cast offs to give this kid what you can give him. And he still made the best out of it. Right. He still led the Bears five straight weeks as the top scoring offense in the league.
1: That's that's another thing we can discuss. That other teams getting rid of you know low grade wr twos are starters in Chicago all the time. Why is that? DJ Wha- Moore is the first huge profile player we've went out and gotten since probably fucking Brandon Marshall. And
0: ex- no, I no, I no, he is. He's pretty much probably the best wide receiver we've had since. Brandon Marshall and of course the Bears and that was
1: only because we had the worst record in the league last season we were able right. to use that capital to flip it
0: right exactly and it's probably the smartest fucking thing polls has done but the thing is to me when you make that move you go you know you, yeah, you do it going in saying this is the way you know we're giving it to Justin to be the guy this is the way we're going to run the offense but then they run the offense where they don't even give the ball to fucking DJ Moore enough <laughs> like what sense does that make and then again like you said this year you know Lucas Patrick is you know they 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 keep Lucas Patrick they you know and then they make Cody Whitehair the center again because of injury to Lucas Patrick <laughs> the best thing they did was draft um who do you call uh, Darnell Wright they draft Roshan Johnson who's nice Dante Foreman sits on the sidelines for five fucking weeks Because they have too many decent running backs. He's only in because of injury. Now that you see the way he produced, how can you not dress him? When Herbert comes back, if he does come back, could you imagine that one-two punch of those two guys? But will they even use them properly? Getze really seems to like to spread the ball around, but his offense doesn't work that way. I'm just saying, there's so many uphill battles that Justin Fields has had to take on, and maybe, just maybe, he is not a franchise quarterback. But there's no stability in this not guy's here. career. I don't with no, and that's and that's why I say there's been no stability in his career up to this point. I'm there hasn't. I can't give up on him. I won't. He won't be the quarterback for the Bears much longer. I know that but in the back of my mind usually when guys leave this team i kind of forget about them i don't think i won't i i'll probably always root for justin fields because in the back of my mind i see the potential i see something there he can do it when he had the games against the broncos and the commanders even on twitter all these all these espn film guys were like he's not the problem It's the offense and the play calling that sucks. It's the head coach who's so scared of making turnovers and not taking chances. He sucks. You don't have to be Ron Rivera. And I'll beat that into the ground. But you got to trust the players that are on the field that you put together in this roster. If you can continually put Valus Jones on this field over and over again, then you can't, and you can't trust Justin Fields, you're a failure at head coach. You're a failure at GM.
1: We How many times have we said at, at Vailish the Nico Jones and Chris today? Barsel 77 and times. Nico and Chris. Cannot stress enough how much we both think Vailish Jones Jr. is not a good football player. And I gave I, him the benefit of the doubt. I, I'm really sorry, I really did. I don't mean to be a meanie
0: patini about it, but he stinks. He's a negative. Every time he goes on the field, he's a negative. But they keep putting him on the field. Meanwhile, they keep holding the best, the best playmaker they have. Multiple best playmakers. DJ Moore, too. Like, oh, we won't feed him the ball right away. Why not? He's the best wide receiver you have by a mile. Oh, we want to spread it to everybody. Your offense is shit, then. You are a shit offensive coordinator. I mean, you've seen what Deontay Foreman can do if he has one good block, or sometimes no blocks. He shreds these guys left and right. But they got to give the ball to Roshan Johnson. Don't get me wrong. Roshan Johnson's got a lot of heart and try hard. He's also not a. He's also not a traditional running back. He's a guy who is a quarterback who turned into a running back. I get this really. It's not even a feeling. All these guys we keep mentioning, that keep being put on the field only to fail or to not have as much success. Are guys that Ryan Poles drafted? Are guys that he brought on that are his guys? Well, guess what? Your guys don't work. Okay, you shouldn't have. At this point last year, the Bears already had three wins. They all got two. So they're worse than they were a year ago. And they traded away Roquan Smith. And they traded away Robert Quinn. Not saying you're going to do much with either of those guys. But watching Jack Sanborn play, I'd rather have Roquan Smith. I can tell you that.
1: I think anybody with a brain in their head would rather have Roquan Smith there's a lot of, there's, Sanborn. There's quite a bit of the anti-Roquan Smith club on Twitter
0: and Facebook.
1: Well, those Trust are s- silly billies. I know what moment.
0: I know what I, I can tell you. I can tell you what shade they are.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um,
0: yeah, and throwing shade at them is very easy. So yeah, no, that's I, I don't
1: the, the game. Those is, are probably the same people who think Tyson Bajan is going to be the future of this franchise instead of Justin Fields, mm-hmm. and I wonder. What, I have already heard the. I wonder what the difference yeah. is between Tyson Bajan <laughs> yeah, and Justin, Justin Fields. Fields. Exactly Like, like if they were coffee flavors One would be a different shade Based on how much cream Was in the coffee No it's just a glass of milk <laughs> It's got that dopey fucking face his. He looks like a dipshit I'm sorry I can't get with the dumb fucking wolf tattoos on his arm they, The media needs to shut the fuck up About the arm wrestling thing it kind of the kid threw two picks today. That should have been four picks.
0: It's not even as funny as like in Blaze. And I
1: understand of, he's young. He hasn't had a lot yeah. of NFL starts. But those picks were fucking egregious. They
0: weren't they weren't good. It shows inexperience, but it also shows like does he think his arm is strong enough to make those throws? And we've seen continually that's two weeks in a row. He's his arm's not strong enough to make the throws that he thinks he can make the ones he connects on the ones to commit the the one that he
1: had to fight for and he had to fight for it even the announcing booth was like that was a very ill timed throw that Cole Komet made something yeah. out of but i mean
0: again i'm not saying cuz that's see that's the, the more fumble not his fault obviously the issue you run into when you do criticize this guy is that well, what would you rather have, Fields? And a yes, I would. Yes, regardless, a hundred
1: percent. I would rather
0: fail more with Fields than I would with this kid, personally. But at the same
1: time, like that's not the argument we're making. The argument we're making is that let me just I don't real quick think- before we get off the subject. The only reason I wouldn't want Fields to start is because I don't want him to get hurt and ruin his career for this team right now. Right. If this was a team of contention with better coaching in place everything we've already discussed. Yeah. This is set up for Justin Fields to fail. Right. And it always has been. I mean, it kind of has been out it has been questioned like, oh, by if the when I got a DJ lot. Moore in the offseason. how have we not won two Super Bowls already? Yeah. That's their logic. How how aren't the Bears five how aren't the Bears just four and four?
0: I would take four and four right now. I would be four and five or five and four. The Bears should be a 500 team. Not because of the talent that they have, but they should be one year better into better coaching, one year better into knowing these systems better. The thing is, they're still the same team they were last year. They still make the same mistakes. They still get beat on a lot of these on a lot of these coverages. It's the same old dance right now. And again, my argument is, yeah, would I rather have Justin and over over Baygent? for sure? Ten
1: times out of ten.
0: But my argument is that it wouldn't matter who you had here as quarterback right now. They would still have the same failure rate. I just I just don't see it.
1: You know, that's what I'm, I'm not arguing. That being said, Justin Fields doesn't hurt his thumb. Tyson Bajan doesn't come in and throw that pick. They should have won that game against Minnesota. They've, Even with the egregious first half play calls and everything. That was a very close game. They lost by a score. Today, five turnovers, four in the second half. Three in the fourth quarter. You're not going to. This was still one score. It's one
0: score game. The because only reason the
1: Raiders were just as bad. Yeah, they just were a little bit less bad. That's it, just, and that's all they had to be. You,
0: you, the thing is, the Saints' coach goes for it on that fourth and one when he shouldn't have. And then when he does kick the field goal, the safe field goal, his kicker misses it. And the Bears had no answer for Taysom Hill, who's a gadget player. Who you know who the who the gadget player should be on the Bears. And I'm going to end it on this. Bayless Jones Jr. (laughs) Look at their gadget player. Look at our gadget player. Just goes
1: to show you how much talent is, the difference in talent. And that's another thing. I really think a portion of the brass on this team wants this to either be a gadget team or a flash team. And they lean more towards gadgets some of the time. Oh, because a lot of the times the flash doesn't
0: work. So they have to rely on gadgets. And the other team goes... Oh, they're doing this play?
1: Okay. Just tackle their player. Right. (laughs) You know? (laughs) That thing that worked twice in 2018. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I think we have an answer for that.
0: All right. I got nothing else. I've said enough.
1: That's, uh, yeah. It's going to be about a show for me as well.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, that was the Nico and Chris Bears postgame wrap-up podcast show featuring Nico and Chris. That was Nico. That was Chris. Make sure to follow us at NNC Cast on socials and uh, listen to us on the podcast players. We're available anywhere. Just search for Nico and Chris, and uh, we might be going to B-Dubs and getting topped off later. Yeah. Take a trip
1: out there. Get some uh, two-for-one BOGO wings and maybe get topped off. Oh, yeah. Get some BOGO deals. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I wonder. If so, they, Sunday fun day. Eat some. Uh, I like the Nashville hot. That's good. Yeah. I like
0: the Asian. I think it's called Asian Zing, which is basically sweet and sour, but it's a spicier. It's got sweet like and some sour. zing
1: to it. Maybe it's got a little more zing. A, little a little zing. more zing.
0: Um, I'm, then I'm, when you
1: get done with the wings, you get the moist towelettes. You wipe your hands off. Then you get topped off. You know, that's it. That's that's what it's all about. It's the top getting topped off. B Yep. Nothing like getting topped off. Those new shoes.
0: They're new-ish. I just, I don't wear them a lot. I, I took them out of the box a couple weeks ago. I was
1: going to say, they look fucking clean as hell.
0: I don't wear them to work. That's why. I only wear them,
1: I only wear them when I go out to nice places. <laughs> like B-Dubs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Those are the shoes you wear for when you get your, uh, get 16, oh. classic Buffalo, uh, iced tea on the side. Or you're not a tea guy. You probably get a, a delicious Coca-Cola. You know? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever uh, products you they know, serve. Maybe,
0: uh, maybe Maybe a beer.
1: Yeah, maybe a beer. And then you get topped off.
0: That's It these are the shoes you definitely like. People see you walking in with these shoes, and they go, "That guy's definitely getting top." It's like off. we're
1: topping this guy off, definitely. Those are definitely. those are the new New Balance top off twos. <laughs> yep. So uh, for that, bear down, Chris. Nico, a bear down. Get get get, get topped off.